24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me in the show this week, as ever, we are Paul Whiteside, right Paul? Hey Rob, you okay mate? How's your week been mate? Very good mate, very good. I enjoyed the, the cup, uh, watching the cup final on uh, on Saturday. I went to the Lance Todd dinner last night as well, I really enjoyed that and I'm uh, looking forward to this uh, Sunday against Halifax mate. Mixing uh, with rugby league royalty and old Jackson Hastings was there, did you get close to him? He was sat on the table next to me, actually, with uh, Joey Lusick and Tyrone McCarthy. It was good to see, you know, the members of the present squad there. Ian Watson was there as well. A lot of ex-players. Andy Burgess was on my table. Uh, it was nice to see Andy Burgess. And um, is it Liam? Liam Owen, is it? He yeah. played for us. Um, yeah, so he was there, sat with us. And Mike Coomer was there as well, sat on our table. So it was great. And a lot of ex-players as well there in attendance. I'm trying to... Remember them all off the top of my head because I don't want to do anybody a disservice by not mentioning but Alan Grice was there, uh, Paul Fletcher I saw there, uh, a lad called Phil Ward who played in the 70s, uh, God who else was there now, was Steve Prescott, dad Eric Prescott, great to see Eric Prescott there, uh, I think Billy Sheffield and um, Johnny Butler was there as well, I heard their names mentioned but I didn't see him because there was that many people in the room Rob, there was about 200 people there so it was really difficult when we all sat down for the for the meal and that was hard work to, to see who was there then but Lance Todd Trophy winners of the past were there, Lee Breers, uh, Sean Long, Matty Smith, uh, Ray Ashby as well who won it for, for Wigan, Andy Gregory as well did a, did a great speech and a really passionate speech about the about what the Challenge Cup means and it, it was great to hear Lee Breers and Andy Gregory talk about the cup because they more or less both of them said the same thing you can keep your grand final at Old Trafford the Challenge Cup is the one and to hear that from ex-players I thought that was that was great because it's the way I think about the game so uh, so yeah it was a special night and well done to the, the foundation John Blackburn for putting it on it was excellent yeah sounds like you had a great night Paul also joins on the show we've got Parky right Parky evening evening gents yeah you went down to Wembley and watched the final you had a good weekend um, yeah, yeah, most of it I can't remember, but yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. Um, you know, I know there's been a lot of uh, a, a chatter about the crowd and so on, but I'm sure all of them that were there enjoyed it. It was a great game, really. I thought one of the best finals I've seen in a while, and uh, and Catalan, you know, fully deserved it. Uh, I'm just just listening to Paul then saying, uh, you know, well, you asked him if he got near Jackson Hastings. Well, not many people have. Well, he's been over here, so he's done well with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, he did well remembering all their names as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think I think he's just reading them out of a book. We've no idea if we were there or not. Have we? Yeah, it, it sounds like you had a great night, and it was a great event put on by the the Salford Devils Foundation. I'm sure Paul will be, you know, more to come next year, bigger and better. 
Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I've never, I've not been to the. It was at the worst of the marriage. I've not. Me, my auntie got married there about twenty five years ago, and it's changed an awful lot since then. But it's a fantastic place, fantastic venue, and um, yeah, it was um, really, really posh. I mean, the car park's huge, it's like a maze in you know, Hope Park, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant night, and you know, Robbie Paul hosting it with with Paul Light, and they had a, a guest speaker on as well, Doctor Kevin Jones, I think his name was. He was like a like a heart that surgeon or some sort of doctor but he came on and I expected him to do a bit of a lecture about you know medicine but he, he did like a stand-up routine and it was absolutely hilarious hilarious he had the, the whole room up laughing and I've never seen anybody as funny as that for a long time so yeah the whole evening was a uh, was a great event it's one of those that, that flew by I looked at me watching it was like 5 to 11 it was time to go home but I think that just shows you're having a great night so yeah well done to everybody involved in putting it on because uh, they did, a, did an amazing job yeah, and while two, you two are enjoying yourselves at the Challenge Cup final before and after, I've been helping my wife set up a, a new vintage cafe and sale. Like a proper rock and roll weekend for me. Mr. Cup final medicine. Not very good. Oh dear. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> to be honest though, it's going to be amazing. And, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully there's a lot of reds will go down and uh, support it. So, what have I got on this week's show? We've got the review of the game against Widness. We've got all the news coming out of Sofra Devils this week. We've got interviews with Nia Levels, Ryan Lannon and Rob Lowe. We've got Watto in coach's corner. We've got Paul's amateur report and then we preview the game against Halifax on Sunday. But what we'll do, we'll start with the game against Widness uh, last week, which we won and secured our second win in the uh, Super 8 qualifiers. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Sofa come forward from the resulting penalty and it's Josh Jones who uh, takes the first carry for Salford. It's Wood at the play of the ball. Lee Moss at Stefan's left foot. Driving forward for Salford. The five metres out can Salford hit back. It's Wood to Hastings. Gives it to Rob Louie looking to offload. Gives it to Junior Sal. And Junior Sal finds the corner for Salford Red Devils. Lovely work by Jackson Hastings and Rob Louie to send Junior Sal over in the corner and with that try the scores here at the AJ Bell Stadium it's Salford Red Devils 4 Witness Vikings 6 with a kick to come Salford's momentum slightly stopped but it's uh, Evels gives it to Lee Mossop dummies and brings the ball forward for Salford approaching the Witness 20 it's Wood at the play the ball Wood to Hastings Hastings got runners gives it to Junior Sal lovely work by Jackson Hastings finds Junior Sal with a peach of a pass and Junior Sal weaved his way over for his second try of the game here at the AJ Bell Stadium as Sulphur and Devils hit the front the score here Sulphur and Devils 10 Witness Vikings 6 with a kick to come Jackson Hastings to put the ball in the air both uh, Oh, ball goes down, picked up by Rob Louie and uh, Salford Red Devils will start their attack on the witness 20. It's Ryan Lannan with the drive forward for Salford, steps off one, steps past one witness defender and Salford Red Devils have momentum. It's uh, Wellen at the play of the ball, Lannan struggling to get up. But Salford still come forward. It's Craig Copjack straightens up, looking for the line, and he's surrounded by witness defenders. And he's brought back. Can Rob Lewy make something happen? Rui darts for the line, and he's stretched over. The crowd behind the post jump up, 
as one. Rob Lewis scores for the Salford Devils under the posts. Great try by the Salford standoff to extend their lead here at the AJ Bell Stadium. It's Salford Devils 16, Witness Vikings 6 with the kick to come. Lusick again, Lusick. Hastings looking for options, good to Rob Lewis. Dummies finds Arthur Gaff off most and Nia Levels who will go under the posts for the Sulphur Devils. Lovely work by Jackson Hastings and Rob Lewis and Nia Levels with that predator instinct pick the ball up off a pass from Rob Lewis and the fullback will go under the post of Salford Devils to extend the lead further here at the AJ Bell Stadium it's Salford Devils 24 witness Vikings 6 so Salford will come forward with Jackson Hastings from the scrum dummies finds half a gap but witness managed to make the tackle it's Lusick at the play the ball for Salford gives it to Lamataze Taze is tackled on the 30 and Salford leading here 26 points to 6 against Witness Vikings in the second game of the Super 8 qualifiers and Lee Mossop is tackled 25 metres out Joey Lusick at the play the ball Lusick to Mark Flanagan inside ball to Jackson Hastings gives it to Lusick he's got runs on the inside and it gives it to Mark Flanagan who goes by the posts for Salford Red Devils lovely work by Jackson Hastings and Joey Lusick and Mark Flanagan the loose forward for Salford Devils goes over by the posts to increase their lead here at the AJ Bell Stadium it's Salford Devils 30 witness Vikings six. so Salford Devils won their second game of the Super 8 qualifiers they beat witness Vikings 32 points to 6 Paul a big win for Salford. Yeah, it was. I'm just trying to wrap my brains about it now. It's nearly two weeks ago. I'm just trying to remember. It was a big win. I thought. I felt like leading up to the game, um, the pressure was on us a bit after after a great victory away at Oakingston Rovers. You know, a game that a lot of people didn't think we was going to win there, did we? We went over over the pounds and it turned them over good and proper. So I thought the pressure sort of turned on us a bit then we was the home side and everybody was expecting us to win with the with the bad run that Witness had been on and particularly with their defeat against London the week before. You know, the first half was 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 tough. We went six nil behind, didn't we? And twelve six at half time. There's not a lot in it, but I think I thought we hung in there and we took our chances well and uh, you know we bossed the game I thought from, especially from Jackson Hastings and Robert Louis. I thought I thought Robert Louis in particular was absolutely outstanding. I know Jackson gets a lot of the headlines but in that game for me, Robert Louis Took the, took the spotlight really I thought he, I thought he Jackson gave him that bit of freedom as well didn't he and uh, you know it was a good display from the pack and an all round solid performance it was great to get the two points yeah Parky I think it's obviously you know two from two it was important that we backed up that victory against Hawkinson Rovers by beating Widness uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah like, like Paul said I mean for, for once it's a big change for us to have the pressure on us as favourites going into a game uh, and it you know it, it can affect you you know adversely quite a lot and you know again like Paul said I mean the halfbacks were, were magnificent Rob Louis now he's been released into his, his usual role uh, he, he'll tear teams apart all the time you, you know Jackson was controlling and you know and if you don't watch one you you know the other one will do you damage anyway but I thought we're now seeing the fruits of getting players back as well and fit uh, we struggle a lot this season we've had a lot of injuries and the old KR game and the witness game I'll, I'll be honest I didn't really feel threatened all the way through I thought we were in control. I thought our forwards were dominant. 
uh, our three quarters. Obviously, we scored tries out wide. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think backing up that that whole KR game was a massive, massive uh, thing for us because there'd have been absolutely no point winning up there and then losing to Widnes. You know, I, I think that had damaged confidence massively. Uh, but now it's just a shame we've had to have the week off for the cup final because I'm sure the boys were flying. Yeah, and obviously they're in total control, uh, Paul, all the way through, like Parky said. And, you know, that's a good sign, I think, how far we've come uh, in these playoffs that we can go to places like OKR and then back it up and beat Witness at home. Yeah, certainly. I think the, over the last couple of weeks, in particular the Leeds game as well, what's impressed me has been the defence. I mean, Witness scored from Runciman, I think it was about three or two or three minutes gone in the game. And then for the next 77 minutes, we've, we've kept Witness out and, and not let them score. And same at all care, we kept him down to 10 points. And the Leeds game, I think we, is it Leeds get 16 against us, was it? Something like that. Or did they get 20 in the end? I can't remember how they got now. But defence over the last few weeks has been really good. And it's, it's important now that we, we keep we keep that running now against Halifax. We're going to be firm favourites to beat Halifax on on some Sunday. So, you know, all that good work will, will go down the, the tube if we, if we to go and get beat there, which I'm, I'm sure we won't. I'm sure we'll we'll be switched on for that on Sunday. But like you say, it, the pressure was on us. It, it was vitally important that we, that we got that victory. And, you know, you look at the, the table now in this this qualifiers. We're top of it. We beat two Super League teams. It's it's a great start now. I mean, no disrespect now, but you're playing. You've got five games left, and four of those are against Championship sides. So, you know, all the games are going to be tough, but we've made a really, really good start. I think. Yeah, two tries from Junior South Parker. You know, people talk about his try scoring ability, and when he sees the line, he goes for it, and it was very important he got over the line in this important game. Oh yeah, I mean the the again, you know, I go back to the halfbacks creating that space and making the job. Not easy for him, but you know, I mean, Rob Louis when he set up that drive for uh, for Junior, there's not a defence that that can stop that kind of play. And if you've got Junior Sal running, you know, ten yards off the line, if he's got his head down, you're not likely to stop him very easily. Um, uh, yeah, you know, he does he does score tries. Uh, you know, he, he's great in front of the line. You just give him a straight run, he'll be fine. And when he's being put on a plate like that, you know, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and also that Naya Levels try in the second half, Paul. You know, great backing up from him. You know, back to the, you know, when he was, before he got injured, he was doing things like that. And, you know, it's good to see him back there scoring tries. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's in a, a good, uh, you know, since he's come back, he's been in a rich vein of farm, hasn't he? Really? It looks like he's never been away because, you know, he broke his leg there, didn't he? And, you know, a lot of people, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I thought when he broke his leg, that'd be it for him for the season. But it seems to have made a remarkable recovery. He looks sharper than ever, doesn't he? You thought it took him a few weeks to get his sharpness back, but no, he's he straight back into the side and he's, he's just threatening as ever. Every time Nile Levels gets the ball, you're expecting something to happen because he's such a great support player and you know the, the step and turn of pace that he's got. He's a quality player and he was really good under the high ball. I felt as well on, uh, on whenever it was was it week <laughs> week last Saturday against Witness and uh, yeah, he doesn't look like he's been away, but he's that try he scored there. I think it was, was it Robert Louis. Ball back on the inside for Evels' try. I was at the Flanagan try. I can't quite remember now, but it was a it was a good one anyway. I think was it was it Hastings who put him through. No, Lucic put Pat Flanagan through, and the um, the, the um, was it Louis who put Evels in? Yeah, Evels in. yeah, Louis won it. It was a yeah, good offload well, from Louis. It was a good try, wasn't it? That's so, yeah. Uh, I've yeah, got to say, going on about Niall Evels, I think I think he's been magnificent, like you say, since he came back. But I think. You know, even before the injury, I think um, I think he was doing okay. 
his confidence had probably taken a bit of a knock at the start of the season again, knowing that he wasn't going to be our starting fullback. Uh, and then as soon as uh, O'Brien left, you know, he's kind of dropped into that space again. And I think it might have took him a, you know, a few weeks to get his head around that. Um, but since he's come back, I mean, he's for me, I, I, I think he's phenomenal. I really do. When he's going forward in broken play, He's an absolute nuisance. And you've got to watch him. And again, you know, the, the ball from Rob Louis, he's got to be there. You know, because nobody would have expected Rob Louis to make that break at that point. And he follows the play up really well. And, you know, I just, I, I've got to give him, you know, massive, massive applause for that. Because I think he's, since he's come back from that broken leg, and, and early, really, he came back sooner than I expected. Uh, I think he's been brilliant. Yeah. Parker, you've seen a lot of Salford fullbacks in your time. Where would you put nine levels in the, uh, the list? That that's genuinely, genuinely a really good question. We've we've actually been fairly blessed with fullbacks. We've done well, um, and I think Niall's still got a lot of a lot of developing to do. Um, and maturing. I mean, he's still only young, really. You know, he's what is he, 23, 24, I would think. Um, I think he's, he, he'd certainly be up there as a as an attacking weapon. We you know we we probably haven't had that many more better than him. Um, he has had problems in the past under a high ball, which if you're going to play fullback, you know that, that's got to be eradicated. Um, but I think as he gets more confident, I think this year he's bulked up a bit as well. He seems bigger, um, and I, I, yeah, I, I mean I'd put him. I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't I couldn't count how many fullbacks I've seen, but he, he you know he, he'd be fairly high up the list, probably you know easily in the top ten and, and maybe a little bit higher. How about you, Paul? Are you talking top three, top five? Like Parkinson, it's a good question because I'm just while Parkinson was talking there, I was thinking of some of the fullbacks I've seen and been some really good ones. And some guys you forget about as well. Obviously, you'd look at the likes of Steve Gibson, wouldn't you? I mean, what, what a top player he was. I mean, Gary Jack, I mean, I know he didn't play many games, but he came across as one of the one of the world's best players, didn't he? And you've got sort of older guys like the, the Jason Flowers we had in 2003 season. I thought he was really good. You had Steve Hampton who came at the, the back end of his career and Carl Fitzpatrick, you know, another, another good fullback there. Help me out here, lads. Uh, who else we I think, For me, yeah. he's a mixture of Gary Broadbent. And Gary Broadbent, yeah. He's, he's defensively, yeah. He's, he's as good as Broadbent you know, was. Under the high ball, he was, he's as good as him as well. But going forward, he's got the he's got the you know the the fizz as, as Fitzy, you know, and he's a mixture of them two, and you know that makes him a better player that he can do both jobs, can't he, Parker? I think, I think, yeah, I think he's a modern day fullback. You know, obviously Gary Broadbent was probably a little bit more of a throwback to to you know bygone days where fullbacks were did, did a slightly different job. But uh, yeah, he has got he has got an all round game. Obviously, we've seen him on the wing as well, Nylon. I think we've played in the centre and even growing up, I, I think in the academy, I remember watching him at half-back, you know, stand-off, scrum-half, somewhere around there. And uh, he, he has got a lot to his game. And I think game time is a big thing for a player. Uh, and all them, you know, a lot of them players you mentioned, I mean, Fitz, he was full-back for us for God knows how many years, you know, Gibbo, people like that. As a full-back, it's a very, you know, it's like a goalkeeper in, in football. It's a massive role and it takes developing. And uh, I, I think Niall's well on his way and, you know, fingers crossed we keep hold of, of players like him because other clubs must look at him and think, you know, he's attacking wise, he's as good as virtually anything in the league. Yeah, and talking about Nile Levels, we spoke to him after the game. We also spoke to Ryan Lannan and Rob Lewis, and this is what they have to say about the victory against Witness. So I'm joined by Ryan Lannan. 
another good win. Yeah, great win. That was probably more important than the whole career one, to be honest. Because now we're two, two from two now. Just carry on, keep the form going. Yeah, obviously, in the past we've struggled in games like that, but it shows now that we're moving on to can win games. Yeah, ever since Jackson's come in, you can see from the set, everything's settled down. Now we've got like an organiser and makes Rob Lewis even better than he is now, so he's got so he can do what he can do. Yeah, also yourself, two amazing games in these two qualifying games, back to back. You know, you've got to be happy with your form. Yeah, I am pretty happy with my phone, so I just need to run of games to show what I've got and hopefully keep going and building on from this now. Yeah, week off this week, or is it a week of relaxing and chilling? Week off, the yeah, we're off now till uh, Friday it is, then build on to Halifax next week. Yeah, <laughs> important we get to Halifax and get a result to keep this momentum going. Yeah, Halifax won't turn over for us, we know that, so it's another tough game, like that one was then, so hopefully we'll get another win down there. Cheers, big thanks to talk to us in the detail. Yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers, mate, well done. So enjoy me. Yeah, big win that. Yeah, it was. We didn't start our game very well. But you know, we we backed our defence and um, yeah, attack just comes after that. Yeah, obviously Kim coming down from you know coming back from a six nil down uh, to, to dominate throughout I thought for you and Jackson Aston pulling the strings there. Yeah, well we can pull the strings but it comes down to our forwards. I thought our forwards really dug deep. Even you know when um Joby got sent off, um, you know, we just had to be smart defensively, you know. We knew witness was never gonna give up. We just had to hang in there till um till one team breaks. And unfortunately, witness did, and we just, you know, got a couple of tries, and yeah, confidence built from there. Yeah, obviously, Jackson Aitins coming in uh, to the team has sort of give you a lease of life. You know, playing with him, you know, it's a joy in it. Yeah. Oh, I, I could just play my game. You know, Hastings Hastings takes control of the team, and I can just run the ball. Um, but it was a good performance overall. Um, we get a couple of days off now. Um, we'll, we'll we'll look at the game, and then. Forget about it and look for Halifax um, in two weeks' time. Cool. Uh, obviously, a week off this week. Chan chance to recharge the batteries. Yeah, yeah. We um, will recharge the batteries. Um, I'll watch Big Benny play um, Warrington. Uh, yeah. Wish him luck, you know, from all of us here at Salford. Um, but, you know, recharge the batteries. Um, spend time with the family. And then come, I think we're in Friday or Thursday. And then work hard and look forward to Halifax. Yeah, big thanks. Talk to us in the devil detail. Right, Nail Levels joins me. A big, a big win that two out of two in the in the qualifiers. You know the hard work's not done, but you're making progress and getting the results. Yeah, it's a um, you know, it's a good start. Having two Super League teams up first was um, you know we target them to as you know must win games really. We wanted a good start. We didn't want to be back end having to win games and you know get off to a positive start. So. Uh, we did two week break now, then it's Halifax away and yeah. uh, Toronto at home, I believe, is it? Yeah. yeah. Two, two championship sides. You can't take anybody like oh, the low, no. can you, in this, uh, in this competition? No, we've learned from experience. You know, I think it was that million pound game year we got turned over London at home. You know, you can't take these teams for granted. They, you know, they've got nothing to lose. So, yeah, we've got, um, like I say, a lot of nice break. And we'll come back in refreshed and uh, go again. So, yeah. What did you make of the witness your opponents today? They they seem to be struggling, don't they? And did you find it was a bit of a sort of stop start performance today? Because the, the score line's probably more points today than there was at OKR, but you probably said the OKR was a better game. Uh, yeah, it was um, you know, it was a bit of a scratchy scratchy game, so you know we didn't start off as, as we needed to. And you know, obviously they scored after keeping it in the first few minutes, so it wasn't the best start, but we just um, we knew if we got them in an arm wrestle and you know, we played his sets out, got to his kicks that you know, we should come out to one. So yeah, it was, uh, we stuck to the game plan and might not have been pretty but uh, you know we got there in the end. He's amongst the tries again in the second half. You break as well. You made a good break there. Did you think you had the legs to go all the way there? Because it looked like you were going to skin in, skin the guy and go for the corner. But yeah, he just chipped me and you know my boot come off and uh, right. Cinderella. So I thought oh, I'm tired, let him have it. But uh, yeah, thinking he got a hand to it. So uh, yeah. Um, 
Confidence seems to be flowing in the side at the moment. How much is Jackson Hastings' his influence and the way you're playing now? Robert Louis as well, them two pivoting you around the field. Yeah. Some of the attacks look really good, don't they? Yeah, definitely. You know, Jackson's you know, like I say, he's had a huge impact. You know, he might only be young, but you want to think it by how he, how he plays and how he trains. He's, um, you know, he's, a, he's an absolutely outstanding player. But I think a lot of that's built his pack, you know, if he went for his pack again, he's on the front foot. We wouldn't really have that, because of the spine, we wouldn't have that opportunity to play off that, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a team effort, um, but yeah, like I say, Jackson, Joey, Ed, Greg, all the, all the new signings have, have been a huge help for us, um, you know, it's like turned the season a, a bit where we were struggling, so, um, yeah, they've been a big help. Enjoy your break now, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks, mate, thanks Cheers. for talking to Thank us. You, Thank you, Pat. Cheers, mate. So that was Niall Ebbles, Ryan Lannan and Rob Lewis. Uh, Paul, talking about the victory against Winners and, you know, they were quite happy with the performance and looking forward to things to come. Yeah, they certainly were. And like Niall was saying there, they set themselves goals, didn't they, at the start? And, and they, Ian Watson had set aside goals to, to, to get those those two wins. And I think they rewarded them with a, with a day or two off. And I think it was rightly deserved as well. It was a thoroughly professional performance against Winners and, and OKR. I mean... That, that OKR game, I mean, we're just going back to that. I mean, how, how well did we play that game? You know, the conditions, we played it perfect. And it was an all-round complete 80 minutes, really, wasn't it? And apart from the, the, the opening stage of the witness game, and we conceded that soft try early on, it was a really good 80 minutes again. So, so yeah, the players have got every right to be delighted, Rob. They've, they've made a really good start against two Super League sides, as we've said before. You can't afford to switch off against the Championship sides, but you've started well, you've done the spade work, and it's just about carrying it on now. So, uh, so yeah, they've every right to be pleased. It was a good job done. Yeah, talking about doing the spade work, Parker, you know, when you score your tries, it's important you have the extras, and Ed Chamberlain kicked six goals against Witness. How important is he uh, to this team that he's kicking goals for fun? He, he is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've got to say I'm amazed that he couldn't get in the witness side for most of the last couple of years. Um, no disrespect to witness, but they've, they really struggled for, for the past few seasons. And from what I've seen of him, not, not just his goal kicking, you know, he's try scoring, he's positioning, he, he looks quick. Um, I, I don't understand how he'd let a player like that go, but he's, he's goal kicking. I, I don't remember too many times I've seen a, a, a complete goal kicking uh, performance like that. Um, he was. He, he's, he's a really good player. I think he's well in contention now. To if he wants to be a centre, you know, we know Chris Willem's not getting any younger. He could easily now push himself into that position and, and make it his own. Um, and he, a goal kick is a very, very important player. And I remember Carl Harrison saying years ago when we were struggling with, with goal kicks, you can't carry a goal kicker. You know, you can't have somebody who can just kick goals anymore. It doesn't work like that. He's got to be able to do more. And, and Ed can certainly do that. He, he looks a really, really good player. And again, more game time for him. Um, it's, you know, he's going to be very, very useful for us. Yeah, certainly is, Paul. And, you know, hopefully, you know, more game time, more experience, you know, next season gets better and better. Well, yeah, he's only a young man, isn't he? I think he's about 20, is he 23, something like that? Maybe younger, I'm not too sure. But, yeah, from what I've seen him, I've been really impressed. He's got a lot of pace as well. He's got genuine, genuine out-and-out pace, hasn't he? And when you've got him and Niall on the side, I mean, in that game against Witness, you had two blokes on there who who could really be a threat every time they got the ball. And, and he had got a bit of a kicking game as well. He's got a good offload. He looks at, he looks at home in, in, definitely in the centres uh, with the pace that he's got. And, and bringing to that, he's, he's goal-kicking. Goal kicking has been been excellent. It was against against Witness, wasn't it? Some of the kicks off the touchline there, full of confidence, and he looks like a really hungry player as well. 
and I think sometimes that's half the battle Rob you can have all the talent in the world but if you've got that hunger and that desire to improve and do well the two lads that have come in from witness Greg Burke and, uh, and Ed Chamberlain they both look really hungry to improve and, and settle into the ethos that, that Ian Watson's trying to build so they look too switched on blokes and you know, no disrespect to Wellaraki, but we really seem to have got the, a good part of that that deal getting those those two young players in, and and they really have given us a boost as well. You know, with Jackson Ace and Joey Lusick coming in, these four players they give us a massive boost at a vital time in the season. Yeah, talking about Joey Lusick, Park, he makes the break for the Flanagan try at the end. You know, first pre- proper break he's made. You know, it was good to see. Yeah, again, he's one of them players. He's got you know, you've got to be there, and you've got to read the game, and and he he, he can clearly do that. Uh, He's only been here a couple of weeks, you know, and he's made he's made an impact. Uh, and and Josh Wood must be, you know, must be at, must hug him every day when he sees him. <laughs> Thankfully, he's got somebody to give him a lift now. Uh, he looks he looks a really decent player. I mean, he's tried, you know, at, at Hull KR. We we set it up that way, and he, he you know he read the play, and and then obviously he got one against Witness. Well, he said I want sorry against Witness. He he could be a really useful player. I mean, again, he's another kid. He's very young, and and, and as a hook he, or are they hookers anymore? I'm not really sure, but uh, you know, in that role, experience can can count for a lot. And uh, he's looked he's looked really good since he's come in, really really comfortable. Yeah, and uh, the man who brought him in, Ian Watson, Paul, you spoke to him after the game against Witness, and this is what you have to say. Coach's corner. That Ian Watson, two out of two. Yeah. That's exactly what you would have wanted, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a perfect start for us, mate. Um, it was a big one this week, really, because on the back of the whole KR one, getting off to the win, what we didn't want to do is come here and put ourselves back on the back foot, really. We wanted to keep on that kind of forward momentum. So we spoke about kind of professionalism and mentality this week more than anything, about making sure that our attitude was right coming into this game. It would have been easy today for us to be the favourites. That adds a bit of pressure, then you're a home side as well. We saw all KR crack under that pressure yeah. last week. This week, scratchy first half. Yeah, did well, you think we knew they'd be desperate, mate? So we knew they'd come at us. And to be fair, they were pretty good in the early exchanges. I thought they were controlling the rook speed early doors. Um, but once we got control of that, um, obviously they took it away. But the good thing was we stayed composed at that part as well. So the tries were conceded and a little bit soft tries at the moment. We knew we had a team here. We just needed a few little pieces in place to make it a good team, if you know what I mean. Um, on the back of like losing certain personnel. So the one thing I'm really kind of proud of the, the group, the way they've kind of handled them throughout the season, is it would have been easy to kind of um, just kind of throw it away really a little bit on the back of it. But what they've always done is they've always had an attitude to come in and learn and be better. And they do take pride in the D. And it's kind of shown in these last two games now that our defence has been very good in large parts of our games. And their attitude is to back, back everything up with D. Yeah, definitely. Just talking about the defence, 10 points last week, 6 this week. When you look at this as a mini sort of league, yeah. points difference could be, yeah, could be massive. Yeah. You've had two good wins there. What was it, 18 points last week yeah. and another big win this week. I'm not very good at the match, yeah, so I won't yeah. try, but that could that could work in our favour, couldn't it? Yeah, well, we, we, we sent a call out in both games, actually, about points difference, making sure that we're, we're well, well aware that um, even though we're winning, we ain't conceding points, we ain't conceding tries, so we've got to have that resilience to still defend our goal line. And like I say, the boys have kind of had that mentality all year in the way that they've backed the D. Um, but because we're getting our fair share of possession now we've been able to control the ball which means we're fresher when we are defending so teams are struggling to break us down because the boys are working so hard for each other in the defensive line just 
just before it was that we were making 150 tackles extra a game yeah. and you, you're just not going to be able to last keeping teams out on that way Jackson Hastings coming in he's had a lot of applauds but I'd like to just mention Robert Lou because yeah. I think Robert's coming to his own and I think I know Jackson got man of the match today yeah. he didn't get mine man of the match I, I think mine were Robert, Robert Louis because I thought Louis was excellent well they both were but Louis got that more freedom now hasn't he yeah. it's took pressure off him mate. He, he was, we was asking a lot of him last time before and if, if you think look, Michael Dobson's been here for the last two years he's been kind of the organiser Robbie was kind of the floater and played eyes up and he's happy when he's doing that we've asked him to do a different role throughout this season especially when we lost Gaz O'Brien because Gaz O'Brien could do that bit of organisation um, but Jackson's come in really got to grips with it add Joey into that as well and Joey's a very good control of the game around the rook as well and our spine's kind of on fire now and you just you look back and you think you don't like looking back but you look back and you think I wish you'd have the spine at the start of the season, the season yeah. did, what's it, they'd be the best start back there in the league without a doubt mate and, and like I say Rob Lewis just been flourishing off the back of it but I think Niall is as well mate Ed Chamberlain as well I was going to mention yeah. Niall and Ed together because I think they're similar in their explosiveness, aren't they? Yeah, now you've got right. two players of that. That's yeah. Ed Chamberlain, he's absolute lightning, isn't yeah. he? And he's brought that extra bit of pace and it gives the defence something to think about, yeah. doesn't it? No, it was, it was a great, great... I said it at the time, it was a great move for us, bringing Ed in, bringing Greg in. Um, I, know, I know we lost a, a great kind of guy around the club in Weller for that, but for the future of us as Salford, um, it was a good move as well. Weller was getting a little bit older. Um, Ed and Greg are young lads and look at the way they've played out there today this is the, we've had a good three week period with Greg to be able to get him in kind of condition because when he first came here he wasn't in the condition we wanted him to be in um, and he's knuckled down he's done a great job he's lost about five kilos and he's absolutely just killed it out there today Joey Lusick as well you yeah. just mentioned him there touching him He's got a bit of a kicking game as well, hasn't he? Yeah, in yeah. that second half, I know Chris Wellham has he put a kick in yeah. there towards yeah. the end. Of yeah, the yeah. <laughs> no, Joey, Joey's been to the ground. Yeah. Joe, Joe, yeah, he brings yeah. that to you. Is he a player you'd like to keep for next season? Hundred percent, yes, mate. I'd, got a good work ethic. We'd want well. to keep the squad. Do you know what I mean? That we, we, we know there'd be a few little tweaks here and there. Um, I'll not go into what positions that. Yeah, it could be. But if look. If you keep um, Jackson and keep Joey, I, I'd love to sign him right here and right now. I said, but that's up. Um, the club's got to decide of which way they're going with that as well, and that's probably more of a question for them. Because if it was up to me, we'd sign him right here and now. So we need to make sure that we get a grip of this. And like I say, you, it could be a special kind of group, really, because um, we've replaced what we missed from last year. And like I say, just a couple of tweaks within the team. I'd make it definitely a top four team. You've got a 15 day break now until Halifax yeah. away a week, two weeks tomorrow on the Sunday. So, how do you prepare for that now? Do the lads get a bit of time off now? Yeah, or? well, they've earned it. They've earned it. See, I we, think so, yeah, yeah. We, we, put, um, we put a little thing to them before right. the games and went two from two from here and they get um, off quite a few they get a few days off to be fair we're not going mad and giving them a week off or anything like that because our mentality is to work hard and have a work ethic so giving them too long just lets them kind of get a bit stale I think um, when we went into the whole KR game we trained and we trained hard Hull KR had a full week off and then started to train as well for me that, that's kind of too long yeah. so ours is about it'll be coming back in a couple of days before the weekend, make sure you get our mentality back about which is a work at work ethic and being professional. Because now we're going to come up against uh, Halifax and Toronto. We need to make sure we're doing what we've just done out there today, which is be professional and be composed when it's not going our way like it wasn't at the beginning. But we stayed in the kind of the arm wrestle and a real good mentality to us. Yeah, well, no disrespect to those championship sides. You played two Super League sides. You've got four championship sides to play now, I believe, yeah. and one Super League side yeah. left to play in Leeds. So. 
the spade work's done, yeah. obviously you can't relax because you know in this situation of this, this middle eight, as soon as you have an error yeah. and you lose a couple of games, you drag right back into yeah. the dogfight. I, I, th I think we understand that and we know that that's something we spoke about this week really, saying that all our hard work at Hull last week yeah. will kind of just be thrown straight out the window if we come here and lost today. So because there's a few of our guys who've been in this competition before and if you remember we lost to London um, we lost to Lee I think that year that as well. was on the back of beating Huddersfield in the first game yeah, wasn't it? yeah it was and that's the kind of thing that we spoke about this week so it was about having our mentality right going into this game so individually look after your own attitude and you'll be ready to perform and then the team ethic will come on the back of that I think it's certainly nice. thanks for speaking yeah, to us no today and I'll see you in a couple of weeks yeah, mate. cheers mate, cheers, mate. Coach's corner. So, Ian Watson, Paul, talk to yourself after the game. Happy with that performance? Yeah, certainly. Certainly was, Ian. And uh, very pleased for him as well. And like we, we said a few weeks ago, Rob, a couple of weeks ago, all care, it was all, all doom and gloom. But now the, the cloud seems to be lifted on Ian. And I think there's a bit more pressure off him. And, you know, he's had it tough this season, hasn't he? And I'm delighted for him at the moment that, that things, things seem to be going his way because uh, he's worked really hard, put a lot of put a lot of time in and took the flack I think and some of it was undeserved and I'm pleased for him that things are going his way now hopefully they can continue and we can we can top this uh, this this eight qualifiers and win eight, eight uh, seven out of seven sorry yeah he must have been feeling the pressure Parky after the uh, the league uh, campaign but he's come on balance and bounds in this in this uh, super eight qualifier he's got his players in and now his his team's playing for him Oh yeah, I mean, again, I, you know, I said before we were seeing when when you get players back to, to fitness, and then bringing in Chamberlain and Burke and uh, Lussick and obviously Jackson Hastings, that that fresh impetus into the squad that Watson probably needed because he, you know, he probably looked around his squad at times this season and thought, you know, what what am I going to do here? I, he, we saw last season off a you know for a, a large part of last season, Watson's got a style of play that he likes, and it's you know it's fairly expansive. Um, and you know, we some some of the, the tries we were scoring last year were, were some of the best I've seen in you know in all my time watching Salford. I've got to say some of the performances. Um, but this year he just hasn't had them players, and then losing obviously um, uh, Vatuvai and and obviously O'Brien early on. That that's you know part of his plan smashed, um, and he probably didn't get the players in he, he may have wanted due to budget restrictions. You know, um, Jack Little John. You know, with all due respect, he was no Michael Dobson. You know, and that's he's had to work with what he's had, uh, and it's been a real struggle. And now you can see the difference. And he he kept his head up, and he's he's always spoke well. You know, you can't you listen to him. He always stays positive, and it, that must rub off on the players because I, I don't know. There's a certain football team not too far from here where their manager's been a little bit negative, and it's not you know it's not working out for him now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that does have an impact and impact, and I think. Uh, I think Watson needs a lot of uh, a lot of praise for that. Yeah, we're talking about Jose Paul. We've watched him in many uh, press conferences, haven't we? Cool as a cucumber, always kind of in control of what he says. Never gets angry, does he? And he's, he's super professional in everything he does. Yeah, never gets angry. No, I don't think we have seen him angry. I think there's been a couple of times where was it a game last season? I think was it the Saints game away where he was where we we threw that game away towards the end, and I remember him being a bit. Crossing that one, crosses the right one. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a passionate guy, Rob, and and he never shirks a question. He never shirks anything. He'll, he'll be honest as the day is long, and he never makes excuses up. He never does it. He'll come to the wicket, and you know, he'll, he'll never like 
you know, some coaches set the ball on, don't they? I think Daryl Powell did it this season on Sky, didn't he? He said, I'm not speaking to the press, you know, because he got beat, well, which is whatever. But what I was never done that, he's always come to the wicket and, and he's had it tough as well. And there's, there's been weeks where we've struggled to put 17 players out and it's been really tough for him. He, but he's been there and, and, and done the business. So, uh, so yeah, I've got a lot of time for what I got accused last week of being really biased to him and this, that and the other. But I'm not bothered because I think he's a top bloke and uh, I'll carry on being biased to him because uh, he's one of my favourite well, was one, was one of my favourite players when he played, and now as a coach, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I, I don't think we're, we're biased towards Ian Watson. He's doing he's doing a great job, but you know, un, in the circumstances he finds himself in, Parky, and you know, this this kind of qualifiers show that if you back him and you get him the players he wants, he delivers. I, I, I you know, I put my hand up. There, there have been times this season where I've I've questioned his tactics and what he's you know what he's done. I think. There are a couple of games where we've been a little bit negative uh, in decisions. I think witness away was a, a key one early on in the season. We we took a two-pointer when really we needed a bit of ball and a bit of territory. And uh, and we got the kick, but then they got the ball more or less straight back and went on and we couldn't get the ball back off and things things like that. But again, maybe you know he's cutting his cloth. You, you can only do what you can do with the players you've got. And, and Watto knows them players better than any of us. You know, we can stand there week in, week out being Terry's coaches, can't we? But he's, he's, he sees me training. And maybe you just thought, you know, the, at times this is this is what I've got to work with and I've got to make the most of it and try and get the best out of these players. But, you know, is it worth me taking a risk here or do I take, the, you know, the two points or, or whatever? But now you're seeing again, like I say, he's kept the players together. He's kept the, the, the club together, really. And... And you know I'm delighted for the for the fella. I've known Watto a very long time, probably since we were about ten. I think we you know we first started playing Eccles together, and uh, I, I am I am absolutely delighted for him. And he, he he knows rugby league inside out. His knowledge is is incredible, and uh, you know let, let's hope he, he can you know finish this season off in style. Uh, hopefully, we might get you know get a bit of good news in the winter with a bit of money or something like that, and let's see what he can do. Yeah, I suppose it's a learning curve for him, Paul. Obviously, going from his, his million pound miracle up to a sort of a challenge cup semi final, super eight, a top eight, you know, uh, competition. And then this, it's kind of a roller coaster ride, but I'm sure he's going to learn from that, you know, moving forward. Yeah, he's gaining experience all the, all the time, Robert. I mean, I'm not so sure on the on the maths, but I bet he's one of the most longest serving coaches in Super League now, I suppose. And he's, he's been there a while now, a couple of seasons. and the 2015 season he took over, so this is his third full season. So, so yeah, we, we've seen it. I, th- I thought what, one good example, really, for me was the, the OKR game the other week, you know, playing against Tim Sheen, you know, the guy that, that he's probably learned a lot of when he was at Salford. I thought, you know, for a guy of Tim Sheen's experience, I thought, what about coaching him the other week when we, when we played him? And it just shows how far he's come as a coach. You know, he's going there and, you know, against the odds, OKR it brought a lot of players in, you know, the, the likes of... Uh, Ben Crooks, Craig Hall, Todd Carner, uh, the lad from Wigan, um, Tompkins. So there's a lot of fanfare there at OKR and what kept his head down and, and I thought he did the business and I think you've got to give him a lot of credit for that. Like Park, he says, we've spoke to him before and he, he's, he's told us stuff about his tactics and all that and he, he studies, he's a student in the game, Robbie. He knows the game inside out. He'll stay up watching videos all night long and I think that's one thing I admire about him. He, he knows his stuff and, uh, and, and yeah, I can't sing his praises highly enough. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Hopefully, he'll continue in a good form and get us through. And hopefully, Parky, top two finish in the qualifiers. I can't see why not. You know, it's in our hands to do that now. I mean, like like Paul said before, you know, we've got four championship clubs to play. And, you know, with, with all due respect to them, 
if we've got you know anywhere near our best 17 out, we we should be beating them. Even, you know, and I'll throw Toronto in there who who they'll come here and they'll try and rough us up and do what they want. But um, uh, you know, the, the 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 big step is leads away. You know, it's always a rarity to go there and get anything anyway. But you know, if you've got confidence, which is a big thing, and you know, leads. You know, they're getting injuries, aren't they? I think, you know, Hall and people like that are all missing. You could go there and turn them over. There's no reason why we can't actually top this now. Uh, you know, and I'm not getting carried away. I've, you know, I have watched us this season. I know what we're all about. But, um, you know, it starts this weekend. But we, we, should, we should be finishing the top two now. You've beaten two Super League teams. One of them, you know, okay, are incredibly tough to beat at, at, at their place in, in front of their fans, you know, and the, 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 some of the decisions they generally get. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm very confident we'll finish in the top two, and you know, I'm, I'm not putting it past us to actually to, uh, top the table. Yeah, that's uh, that'd be a good poll. Obviously, Ian Watson, the press this week, has been talking about keeping the professionalism going, and you know, I think that's the that's the key thing now. That's what it's all about, Rob. It's just about taking that. I know it's all cliche, but you just got to take each game as it comes because what you've got, I think, with these championship sides, especially going to Halifax this this weekend, it's a big game for them. You know. If you're an, if, if I was an Halifax support and I was honest, you know, at the bottom of my heart, I'd be thinking, if we can get in the million pound game, that's going to be, you know, a massive plus for us. Really, it's about pride for them. They've, they've got a small squad, haven't they? And not a massive budget, so they'll just be going out to, to win whatever games they can. And playing Super League sides, I think they play us at home and, and Leeds at home. They're massive cup finals for them, and they're going to be looking at knocking us off. Same with London Broncos when we go down there. So I don't think you can take any games lightly. But these sides are going to raise the games, and don't forget teams like London, Toulouse, Toronto. They've been used to winning, haven't they, in that championship? They've been winning games week in week out, so they're confident, and um, and they can catch it out. We've been caught out before, so. You know, I wouldn't take any teams lightly, but we've got to be confident now because, you know, like we've done the hard work going to. I mean, you, if you'd asked pundits before this started, I think most of them had Leeds and, and Hulking Sir Rovers to finish in the top two, didn't they? But now that's been sort of. The, the cat's been chucked amongst the, the pigeons, for want of a better word, hasn't it, now? Because, you know, nobody really fancied us. I think, you know, Gary Schofield, didn't he predict us to finish fifth or something like that? So. So yeah, I think uh, I think it's wide open now, especially with London beating Witness as well. There's some really really exciting fixtures this weekend. I think Leeds play Hull mm-hmm. KR this this weekend. So you know one one of those sides is going to lose there. What if Hull KR lose that game? Then they've lost two. So it becomes really really exciting. I think there's going to be a lot of twists and, and, and turns in this. But as long as we can keep chipping the games off, uh, we'll uh, let the other sides worry about themselves. Yeah, big thanks for your three word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Colin Wilson, very professional performance. His man of the match was Rob Lewitt. Chris and Janet Shenton, keep it going. Uh, their man of the match was Jones. Paul Foster in cruise control. Uh, Rob Lewitt. Uh, Parkett, I suppose Rob Lewitt's getting two out of three there for his performance against Winner. Oh, yeah, I think, I think I don't know if you've got mine there. I think I, I, uh, yeah, I tweeted you. you with it. and I, I certainly put Rob Lewitt. I thought he was masterful again. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it does help when he's got a, a Jackson Hastings at the side of him. As we saw last season with a with a Dobbo at the side of him, he's he's from you let him loose against any team and he's an absolute nightmare. And and one thing I will say about Rob Louis is how many times does he ever miss a game through injury? Mm, and he yeah. you know he gets targeted every week by somebody. I think last season he may have missed one game and that was a semi final, yeah. um, you know which which was devastating for us and, and had a huge effect. But yeah, I mean against Widnes. Brilliant. I, I, some of the stuff he, he does, he's, he's, you know, your jaw drops. 
Yeah, and obviously it helps having Jackson Aces next to him to share that responsibility, Parker. Oh, I mean, he's he listen. He's Hayes things is is a complete player. You can see it in his body shape, and and teams are wary of him. You know, they're wary of what he can do if you give him a bit of space. And if you're watching Jackson Ace things, maybe you're not watching, uh, you know, Rob Louis or or he's creating space for Rob. You know, he's bringing players in, and yeah, he's, he's a massive help for him, massive help for Rob Louis. And it, and he, if we'd have had him, you know, if we'd had or, or somebody of Hastings things ill call season, who knows? Yeah. Uh, other people, Mike Barnett, Red the Rising, Colin Reynolds, great game management. His man of match was Rob Louis. Paul King, cool, calm, professionalism. His man of match was Rob Louis. And finally, Richard Martin, controlled professional display. And guess who was man of the match? Paul? Robert Louis. Yep, yep. He was indeed. Clean sweep for Robert Louis uh, this week. Parky, who was your man of the match? Well, you already said it was Rob Louis, innit? Yeah, I mean, he was pushed close by by a number of players. I mean, Hastings was, was there. I think Jones got a mention off someone there, but he yeah. was he was really good. I think Lee Mossop's really shown up recently. Uh, he, he played, you know, he played really, and, and obviously Niall, you know, for his contributions in in attack, and he, he's obviously got a massive part to play in, in that defence that Paul mentioned before. How, how solid he's been, uh, you know, he marshals the troops from be, you know from behind and. Uh, and, and then obviously goal line. So yeah, I mean, there's a few, but I think I think Rob stood out against Witness really, you know, head and shoulders. How about you, Paul? Is you, you on the Rob Louis bus? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for me, I thought Matt Flanagan was outstanding. I thought he was really good in attack and defence. And, and the same with Chamberlain and Nia Levels. I thought they were both really good going forward, really exciting to watch. But I think Robert Lewis stole the show, really. I know, I know Jackson Hastings got the, the, the club man, didn't he, over the Tannoy, but I thought Lewis just outshone him, really. I thought Jackson, you know, took that, that pressure off Lewis and allowed Lewis to dictate the game. And one thing with Robert Lewis as well, he plays the, the game with a smile on his face as well. He has the biggest smile in the stadium, doesn't he? He's a great player to watch and a great character as well, but... Yeah, I think you can't look any further than in that game. He he was a nightmare for for Witness, and uh, you know he bossed the game for us. Yeah, I think I think Jackson Hastings at the end of the game gave all the credit to to Rob Lou, didn't he? I think on uh, when he'd been interviewed by by Sky or or someone in the media, he he was basically you know every he was he was mute and he said, I think he said if there's a better half back in Super League, you know he'd be surprised, and that's that's high praise coming from. I know he's only 22 years old, but. Let's be honest, he's been there at the highest level, Hastings. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he was the first to give all the credit to Rob Lewis. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Ed Chamberlain this week for his six goals and attacking prowess throughout. I think he, did, think he deserves a man of the match for me this week. So, next up on the Devil in the Detail, what we're going to do, we'll look at all the news coming out of Soul for Red Devils this week. Devil in the Detail. News. So, news coming out of Soul for Red Devils this week. And the next fans focus group will take place on the 11th of September at Parker. Um, I think it's a good idea, this club interacting with fans. Oh, definitely. definitely. And now, with, with the ownership of the club and the way it is, with being a, you know, a community club as such, the input is, is vital. And, uh, and there's, no, there's no easier way of spreading the word of what we are doing or what we plan to do than to tell the fans. You know, and, and a lot of, you listen to fans and they have some great ideas that have, Maybe over the years been neglected, and uh, I, I think it's a, you know it's a great chance to, to voice your opinion and you know any suggestions you've got. It's easy to to sit in the pub and moan about things and you know say oh they should be doing this. Well, 
let's let's go and find out. Let you know, let's have a look down these avenues. And the only way you're going to do it is to speak to the you know the Andy Roslers and and people out of this world and, and see what they think. Do, do you think, Parky, that this kind of focus group should be sort of attracted to people like us who are already in the Soap Red Devils bubble? Or do you think you should be looking further afield to try and see what people outside the bubble would entice them into what does every week? What do you think? I think, I mean, it's a great, it's a great idea. The difficulty is to start with to get people to to engage uh, with, you know, with the club, and I think we, we're that link. And it's easier for for a fan to then go to another fan rather than the club ask directly for people to come forward and, you know, say well, why you're not coming or what would make you come. I think it's something that, uh, that that us as fans can can ask, you know, and then say, well, why don't you come to the next meeting and we'll. You know, we'll take it from there. I think the first couple of, you know, it's baby steps to start with, but um, I think it's a great idea to get, you know, the wider public involved, and and even just by asking them, it alerts them to to the presence of the club anyway. Yeah, Paul, that they're asking fans um, to ask ask another question was, why do you want to be involved in the fan focus group? And I think it's important, like you said, like Parky said, uh, that you know fans interact with the club and give them ideas to hopefully you know take forward and and develop. Yeah, certainly, Robert. You know, the supporters are, are the lifeblood of the club, aren't they? And, you know, from young and old, there's the supporters there who've got like a lifetime of experience watching Salford, aren't they? And lifetime of memories. And, you know, that experience, you, you can pass that on to the club, can't you? And your expectations as well as a, as a supporter. So, you know, everybody's got different expectations and, and hopes, haven't they? And, you know, by, by speaking to the supporters, you build those bridges and those relationships with them, don't they? And perhaps they've been strained the last few years. And I think. Anything you can do now to, to get supporters on side and get us all pushing in the same direction, I think I think that's 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 the main thing. Now I'm having meetings and things like that and liaising with the supporters is going to help it grow. It's like you said there, Rob, about reaching out to people outside the bubble. I think that's all well and good, but you've got to you've got to get the people in the bubble on side first and, and get them all singing off the, the same hymn sheet. And then I think you can spread out to to the people out there as well. So, so yeah, I think these, these meetings are, meetings are great and. Uh, you know, the, the more we the more we can do of them and get people singing off the, that that sheet, the, the better. Yeah, folks, packing is there's lots of different voices. You've got the the focus group, you've got the supporters trust, you've got people like us on the radio talking about it. You know, it's all about interacting and, and putting ideas out there for hopefully better things to come. Yeah, and I think like you say when when you're talking about obviously Paul mentioned that you know we've been watching the, the the club for a long time and we've always had you know everybody's always got an opinion on it. But there are people out there with experience in, in other ways, in other walks of life, you know, and who who could come up with you know great ideas or you know just just something to, to stimulate the, you know the wider public. They may have worked in advertising. I don't you know that that kind of thing. Um, and I think I think the, I think the club are ready to listen. I think that we're at a point now where you know because of the financial constraints and we need all the help we can get. And I, I think getting everybody together and. Getting, getting fans under one roof and talking, I think it's, you know, it's the only way forward, really. Yeah, looking forward to lots of other fan focus groups and ideas being tossed around uh, in the future. Uh, next bit of news, Halifax on Sunday. Uh, tickets are available for that game. £17 for adults, £12 for seniors, £9 for students. Uh, Paul, hopefully a big turn-up uh, will go to uh, Halifax. Yeah, 17 quid's a bang on price, Robin. It's, it's a top away day, Halifax, isn't it? Whether you can remember the old from all days and now to, to the Shea, it's always been one of my favourite trips as well. It's not far, is it? You, A lot of supporters, I believe, are going on the train from what I've read on, 
on social media and that. So it, it'd be wonderful if we could take, you know, I don't know how many we'd, we'd take. If we take a thousand, that'd be tremendous, wouldn't it? But, you know, the, the few hundred that, that, that will be going, I'm sure it'd be a great atmosphere on, on, on Sunday there at Halifax. It really is. It, last last time we played him in the, the qualifiers in 2015, I think it was, that was on a Saturday afternoon. That was a, a great day. We all packed behind the sticks there, didn't we? And had a really good laugh and a great entertaining match as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Rob. They've got some exciting players, Halifax as well, and uh, you know, with Chester Butler playing Colin Dixon's grandson, who I've heard a lot of things about, and you know, he, he's got a really good reputation. I'm really excited about the day. Yeah, it's uh, 14 pound on the coach as well, Parker. I think it's great. Obviously, the club are putting on coaches for away games, and also the supporters plus putting on coaches for the home games to try and get fans into the game. Oh yeah, I mean, it, you know, it limits the, the excuses, doesn't it? I mean, I must admit, you know. <laughs> I put my hand up here. I will not be there on Sunday, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually on holiday. Um, but uh, yeah, of all the time, I mean, like Paul said, I think Halifax is up there in my top three away days. I, I absolutely, you know, I spent my 40th birthday weekend uh, watching both Salford City and and, and obviously uh, the rugby uh, over at at, at the Shea. I think it's a, a, a great place to go, and it's, like I say, it's not far. It's pretty cheap. You know, it'd be a good afternoon out, and I, I've actually I've been speaking to people who who are actually planning on going who aren't aren't fans because of the day out and because of what people have said about going there. And I think be, might, we might be there in decent numbers. Yeah, hopefully a big following to see us get three out of three. Uh, if you obviously want a ticket or, or get on the coach, uh, you can ring the club on zero one six one seven eight six one five seven zero and book yourself on on the coach. Um, next bit of news you can save £2 on your Toronto ticket uh, the next home game next Saturday uh, Paul I think the club the club gets 25% every ticket for away games don't they so it's important if you go into Halifax and you try and entice in these new play, new people to come you get them to come to the Toronto game the week after yeah definitely like Parky said they, a lot of people might just go for for the day out at Halifax and if they, they're going to enjoy it and we get a result you tend to build a bit of a, a bit of momentum don't you a bit of a I don't like using the word bandwagon but sometimes you, you can can't you so if we can go to Halifax get a win there three out of three it's a Saturday afternoon Toronto isn't it so uh, so yeah that'd be a good bit of marketing there against Toronto we, we, I mean it's going to be tough because they're probably not going to bring loads of supporters are they and uh, the crowd might be a bit sparse but we can market the game right Mate. And, and sell the game right who knows what we can do so uh, I think we've just got to be positive about that that Toronto game and uh, got to be some sort of gimmick we can do to get people to the, to the game so go and beat Halifax and then three out of three I'm sure we can sort something out yeah other news Parker Jansen Turger has been named in the Turkey's 33 man squad for the European Championships his new signing from Hull uh, and you know international for Turkey now yeah, bit, bit of a bit of a turn up that, isn't it? Um, I mean, you know, I'm all for the expansion of international rugby league. I think it's, you know, it's a great thing, and and for you know, for anybody who who knows any, you know, got any sort of inkling about rugby league, if you if you've got a nation there that's that's struggling or you know trying to get on, you know, on the ladder, and you've got a super league player turning up for your country, that that's only a good thing. You know, the impact of like a Hazem El Masri for Lebanon years ago, and you know this kind of thing. And I know is it Kainos from from Leeds is playing for Germany, and I, I think it's a great thing. It'd be good for him. I mean, he's obviously you know he's clearly if he's taken up the offer, having been an England's uh, England schoolboy or, or, or certainly an academy international, it's obviously something he's taking you know as, with a great deal of pride. And 
I'm sure that, you know, it'll get to, uh, I, don't, I don't know who they're going to be playing. I've not seen the groups or anything like that, but, you know, it, it, it'll be an adventure for him, more experience. And, you know, he, you never know because of his experience, he might get to lead the team. Yeah, I think it's only going to help him, Paul. Um, I mean, obviously, coming to us, trying to get a contract for next year, maybe. Um, getting playing international rugby is only going to make him better and better. Yeah, of course, it's, it's experience for him, Robin. As you say, there, he's only a young player as well. And I'm not so sure his contract situation. As he just, I'm pretty sure he's just signed for this season, yeah. hasn't he, for the, for the qualifying. So he's going to be in the shop window, isn't he, for, for a contract at Salford. Or if, if he's not Salford, it'll be somewhere else. So he's going to be out there to impress, isn't he? So when he gets his chance, I'm, I'm sure he'll take it. And from what I've read about him, and I have heard his name before, I, I think he's played against us a couple of times. And uh, you know, he looks an athletic, an athletic lad, doesn't he? So uh, I'm, um, I'm willing to reserve judgment on, on Jansen. I think he might be a decent signing. Yeah, hopefully. You know, he'll get an opportunity at Salford and we'll see what he's all about. Uh, next, next bit of news, Parker. Uh, Paul Hyton completed his uh, cycle uh, journey to Wembley at weekend for the RL Cares. Uh, what, a, what a tremendous effort that is he, with uh, Nathan Vacaboy and various other uh, ex-pros cycling down there. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I must admit, I think I struggled on the coach. It was that, you know, <laughs> it's a bit of a distance, but uh, yeah, full, full credit to him and the causes, you know, that the... the they're raising, you know, all these funds for and that kind of thing. I, I, I mean, Paul Hyton's always been a, a, a big favourite of mine as a player and as a person. And, you know, he, he's really got stuck in with this, you know, with, with RL Cares and that kind of stuff. And he's, I know, was it the other year, did, did he do the the, uh, the the trek to, was it Brazil? Yeah, I mean, what, what a guy. He's, you know, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying he's probably fitter now than he was uh, when he was playing. But, uh a, a fantastic bone, a great effort. It is, you know, it's, it's a long way, and I hope you know they, they made some decent, decent money from it. Yeah, he's very passionate, Paul, about RL Cares, and you know, from what he went through after his career had finished, and you know, he's putting it back in, you know, helping other ex-pros, you know, going through similar things. Yeah, certainly, Robbie. I think he's um, not only a great ambassador for, for rugby league, Paul Lighton, he's a great ambassador for Salford, isn't it? I think it's great having him around place on match days. He's a really nice bloke as well, isn't it? Off the off the field, you know, out of the game as well. When we spoke to him, you know, really friendly guy, and got a lot of time for Paul. I spoke to him a few times, and uh, and yes, the, the stuff he's done there, it's amazing work. That you know, you know, I, I couldn't ride about you know ten miles alone, a couple of hundred miles down there, so. Uh, so hats off to him. I like, I like Bag. He says, "Hey, he looks fitter now than when he when he played, doesn't he?" So uh, yeah, hats off to Idol. Yeah, and uh, the final uh, bit of news: uh, the sponsored walk, um, 50 miles. Last, last it's going to be Paul. Last week we spoke about it. We didn't weren't sure where they were going to start, uh, but I now know they're going to be walking through Salford, which is which is really good. 50 miles to the stadium on the is it Toulouse at home, uh, you know, to raise money for the for the foundation. I think it's really good. And hopefully lots of people will get involved. Did you say 50 miles there? 15, or 15? 15. 15, right? I was going to say 50 miles. You know, take me till the start of next season to do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, are you, are you doing that then, Rob? Uh, like I said, me, me, you know, me, I've got flat feet now, so I can't really walk. Yeah, you're washing your hair that day, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm doing that like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, Parky, if you know people can do that, you know, to raise money for the Silver Red Devils Foundation, you know, the foundation, like you said, do a fantastic uh, job uh, and this sponsored walk people can put money in and you know walk the distance and raise money yeah like, like you know let's hope they get it out there get it publicised you know the route and you know anyone who lives in them areas who's you know obviously listen to this or is a 
you know, a Salford fan can come out and, and you know, again, the, the neighbours will look and go, what's going on there? And get out, maybe put, you know, a couple of a couple of bob in. But yeah, another another good effort. I mean, I I don't know who's who's actually involved in actually walking, but you know, full credit to him. Uh, if I did that on a match day, um, I'd need probably more drinks than I normally have. <laughs> yeah, I need which is lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't disclose that. <laughs> but yeah, you can find all the details on the the DH Sofa Red Devil fan uh, Facebook page. It's on the thirtieth of September, and hopefully there'll be lots of reds. Uh, being able to do, do the walk and raise money for the uh, Soul for Red Devils Foundation. So, that's all the news coming out of Soul for Red Devils this week. Next up on The Devil in the Detail, we have Paul Whiteside's Amateur Report, where he talks about all the pictures and results for all our local sides. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We've just got two results in the National Conference League from the week just past. On Thursday, the 23rd of August, Oldham St. Anne's played Waterhead Warriors in an Oldham derby. Oldham St. Anne's 18 points to two up at half-time, and they carried on their good performance in the second half to win the match by 38 points to 14. So Oldham St. Anne's 38, Waterhead Warriors 14. There's one game on Saturday in the National Conference Leagues. That was Saddleworth Rangers. They took on Ascombe and they won that game easily by 50 points to 6. The fixtures for this coming weekend are as follows. In the Premier Division on Saturday the 1st of September it's Normanton Knights against Rochdale Mayfield. In Division 2 Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Hull Dockers. In Division 3 it's Oldham St Anne's against Barrow Island and Waterhead Warriors against Eastmoor Dragons. In the North West Men's League there was no results involving our local sides at the weekend, just going with it being the Challenge Cup final weekend. But the fixtures for Saturday the 1st of September are in the Premier Division, Oral St James against Folly Lane. Division 1, it is Widnes Tigers against Rochdale Mayfield Day. Division 2, Berry Broncos against Manchester Rangers. Charlie Panthers against Oldham St Anne's A. In Division 3, it's Langworthy Reds against West Horton Lions. Rochdale Cobras are at home to Chester Gladiators. Division 4, Wigan Springview versus Caddyshead Rhinos. Saddleworth Rangers A against Blackpool Scorpions and in Division 5 it is Higginshaw against Littleborough and Wigan Springview A against the Bolton Mets. Well, as I said, it's a short amateur report this week. That's all I've got for you from the amateur side. But a big congratulations goes to Catalan Dragons, as we mentioned every week on the amateur report. We've kept you in touch with the Challenge Cup. And Catalan Dragons rounded off the tournament with a fantastic victory over Warrington Wolves at Wembley. I'm sure Rob will be speaking about it on the podcast. But congratulations to the Dragons. They won by 20 points to 14 on Saturday to lift the uh, the Challenge Cup trophy. Tony Gigo also won the Lance Todd trophy. And um, I'm going to be down at the Lance Todd trophy dinner on Tuesday. Tuesday night, so hopefully we can. Uh, well, I'll try and I'll do my best to, to get a chat with him. I don't know how easy that's going to be, but uh, I'll do my best with that one. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Catalan Dragons. The fixtures for this weekend. Don't forget, Salford are in action at Halifax on Sunday, the second of September, with a three o'clock kickoff in the qualifiers. The rest of the qualifiers are as follows. They're all played on Saturday, the rest of them. It's Leeds against Hawkinson Rovers at 15.15, quarter past three on Saturday. Toronto Wolfpack play London Broncos at past five. And Toulouse Olympic play Witness Vikings at five o'clock. So that's all I've got for you. I shall see you at, uh, at the Shea for Halifax against Salford on Sunday. So that was Paul's amateur report talking all about the uh, local size fixtures and results for this week. And next up on the Devil in Detail, we're going to be looking forward 
to the Halifax game on Sunday. 24 hours a day. Radio Contact. It's time for the Devil of the Deep Sands. Big So, Sovereign Devil take on Halifax on Sunday, Parker. It's important that we win at Halifax to make it three from three. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we mentioned it before about backing up from the, the whole KR game. That there was no point, you know, going through up to, to win that to lose to witness. Well, this this is, you know, an even bigger banana skin, isn't it? Let's be honest. They'll be fired up for it. They'll be they'll be thinking, you know, let's give these big shots a, you know, a good going over. And they've got some decent players. Halifax, I've seen them a couple of times. Um, I remember watching them at the the, uh, the the summer bash as well, and thinking there's something about them. Uh, the the, the you know they've got a, a really good coach, and uh, I think they've got a, they might have a couple of ex-reds in there. I think is Steve Tyra still there. Yeah, Steven Tyra as well. Um, he, he, he's always a point scorer, but I think you know I think we'll have to really work for it. I think it'll be tough. The only thing I can hope is that you know that Super League full-time fitness will will show for us, and maybe you know in the back end of the second half. But I, you know I wouldn't want it to to go that 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 far. I'd like to know by half time we're fairly comfortable and. You know, not let the players ease up, but certainly, you know, don't have to go hell for leather because there's another massive game, you know, the Saturday after. Backing up's hard to do, but I think uh, I think looking at the the squad availability that we should have this week, um, I, I think I think Watt will be you know rubbing his hands, thinking we can get more or less a a, you know, a, a full strength sort of seventeen out, and, and we should we should have too much room. I've said that before and come come a cropper, but. Uh, I think it'd be a fairly exciting game. I don't think either either team are going to try and you know keep the ball tight. I think it'll go wide and and they'll put us under a lot of pressure and they'll be well drilled. And uh, yeah, it should be should be a good one. Yeah, some good players in that side, Paul. And you know, Ian Watson talked about being professional and and getting the job done. And I think it's important that the boys you know heed his warning and get the the points back to Salford. Yeah, certainly there are some players to look out for, Rob. There's some experience in the Halifax side as well. I think they've got a bit of pace as well. I mean, I've always been impressed with uh, Will Sharp. You know, the lad who's played he played at London, didn't he? He's a bit of a utility sort of back. He's got he's a pretty quick player. James Salton style, the young winger. I remember him playing against us a few years ago in the qualifiers. He's uh, he's another up and coming player. And obviously Chester Butler. When we've seen him play, um, you know, seen him on the telly was it last season when they played in the, in the Challenge Cup. He looked excellent. He played really well against us. You know, Colin Dixon's grandson. So there's a bit of history there between uh, Salford and Halifax. Scott Morell, the, the standoff. He, he's always impressed me wherever he's played. He's been at Hull KR. He's been around the block really, hasn't he? And uh, you know he's uh, he's probably coming towards the veteran stage of his career now. He's a very good organizer, good kicking game, and Steve Tyra points machine as well. He's, he played at Salford, so they've got some uh, some exciting players and experience as well. Simon Griggs in the in the forward, so some names there to look out for, and uh, they're going to be hard to beat on their own ground, aren't they? And they've been used to winning this season. They, they finished fourth in, in the table. They've got a good young coach in, in Richard Marshall as well, so they're going to be really switched on this weekend. And as I said to you, uh, I think I said to you last week, and I. The weather looks like it's going to be alright. I wouldn't fancy going there on a really sort of wet day to Halifax and, and playing them. I think it was like that when they played Toronto a few weeks ago. It was only 14 in a really tight game. So looking at weather for Sunday, being the weatherman that I am, <laughs> I think it's going to be quite sunny. Nice dry day. So hopefully 
we're going to be able to move the, the ball on on that pitch there. And, and like Parky says, our full time should 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 tell in the game. But you've got to work for it. No one's going to going to they're not Halifax aren't going to roll over and, and die for us either. They're going to come out all guns blazing. Yeah, you heard it here first, boys and girls. It's going to be nice and warm, according to our. Don't blame me if it rains. All right, side weather, man. Uh, we, have, we have to wait and see, Parky. What do, you, what do you think? Does Ian Watson shuffle his pack, or does he go with his strongest set? I think I think you've got to be very careful. Um, I've always been one for keeping a winning team, um, but then there's players that that might come back now that that are going to need a run. And again, you know, Toronto is going to be really, really tough. Um, obviously, Leeds and, uh, and and London away, you know, they're really, really big challenges. So he's, he's, you know, he'll have a lot on his mind. I mean, I don't know how, you know, Luke Burgess whether he can come back. You know, would you give him a run? Copy obviously needs more time out there um, after, after his sort of comeback. And, but you don't want to risk players either. You know, they're still, you know, we're not safe. That's that's the big thing at the moment. Um, and I, 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 I'd try and keep more or less the same team. I'd certainly, you know, it'd be nice to have a chance to to, to rest Rob Louis, but that, you know, that that's not going to happen. Um, I think Josh Wood, who's been absolutely magnificent for me this season. He's put a lot of work and he's played with a lot of injuries. Does he need a week off? Is there anyone to cover besides uh, Lussick? There's a lot, you know, there's a lot, a lot going on. But I think I think you've got to be very careful because if you start changing things and it gets into the players' minds, well, you know, he's not playing this week because he's obviously, you know, they're saving him. You, you can easily slip up. So uh, yeah, it's a tough one for Watto, really. He's, he's, you know, he's stuck between a rock there. Yeah. What about, what about you, Paul? Do you think he's uh, Ian Watson? We've obviously, you know, spent a lot of time with him. Do you think he'll uh, he'll keep his strongest seventeen out, or do you think he'll shuffle his pack? I think he'll keep the spine of it right, Rob. I think your spine will probably stay the same. I think you might get a couple of changes in the forwards. You might give people a, a bit of a shuffle round. I mean, I know Daniel Murray didn't play against Widnes, did he? And I thought he was excellent against Okay. So whether he just squad rotated it a bit there, I think perhaps you might see him come back into the equation. I think Luke Burgess isn't a million miles off being fit as he as well. So but like Park he said there, Craig Kopjet came back against Widnes and he's had a lot of game time recently. So you'd probably like to see see Craig stay in there and you've got Greg Burke as well knocking on the door now. So you've got options now in the forwards and like I said though, I think that the spine of the side will stay the same. You're gonna have Hastings and Louis in there, I would have thought and and Joey Lusick and, and uh, Josh Wood will, will share that hooking, hooking role. Nile levels at, at fullback, Chamberlain's will be in there, junior so. So I think it'll be pretty much the same as against Witness. And I don't think you can change it round too much, can you? You've got to go there and, and get mm-hmm. the result. I always think in, in rugby league, two points against Rochdale Hornets is the same as two points against Leeds Rhinos, and you get two for the win. So let's just go there and, uh, and get the win. Perhaps if we get. You know, into a comfortable lead in the game. Perhaps then make some changes. You know, perhaps put a few fringe players on the bench. I'm not too sure, but this stage of the season, it's a six-game rest to the to the Toronto game, which is which is probably ample, really, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, let's just go there and do the business. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Go with your strength, strongest 17 and get the win. And then if we've got sort of time in the tank after, you know, just bring a few squad players on and, and let everyone have a game and keep everyone fresh. That'd be my plan, but. That's why I'm sat. In, that's why I'm sat here and not, you know, on the bench making these making these decisions because I don't I don't always make the right ones, do I, Paul? Um, well, yeah, I don't think you did too bad against uh, against Witness in your prediction. Did you, did you actually find out what you predicted? I was, I was four one out. Was, uh, how many? Four. All oh, right. Well, four what did one. you say? Thirty-two ten. Yeah. 
No, I think I think you've improved recently. Been better than my predictions. I know, anyway. I know, I know. I think I think what it is. I think it's just I used to have a bingo ball, didn't I? But I'm just going off my own. Yeah, that didn't work, though, did it? No, that was, that was well off. That was. But, you know what? You know, I'm thinking about it myself now, and you know, it's, it's coming to me. And I reckon by the end of the season, I'll be starting Nando's at one point, being a full chicken. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, what would you think? What do you think your your prediction for the uh, for the game against Halifax is? Who me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Rob. Um, I, I'm going to go for um, 32 12. I've, I've wrote that down on my League Express. So I was, I was going to say 36, but I thought no, I'll, I'll, I'll stay 32. I think it'll be a tight first half, and then we'll just claw away with it in the second half and uh, win by 20 points. I'm probably being a bit. Harsh on Halifax there because I, I think they're a decent side, but I'm confident the way we're playing at the moment we can score points, especially now. If you'd have asked me a month ago, I probably would have been a lot more cautious, but now we've got Jackson Hastings in there, the, the new players. We do look more dangerous with the ball now than we did a month ago, so I'm going to 32 12. How about you, Parky? What's your prediction? Um, it wouldn't be too dissimilar to Paul. I think, I think Halifax, I think at half time it'll be, it'll be close. I think they'll, you know, they'll really, really give it to us. I think the fitness might just tell. Um, I, I, I'm going to go. I was. I've been thinking about this for a, for a while now. Um, I, I'll probably go 34-8 to Salford. Not that much different to to Paul. I just think at half time it could easily be something like 12-8. I think, and then I think the second half we, it could change for us. I'm going to go uh, Salford to win convincingly. Uh, 48 4 48-4. And uh, lose it to score. Wow, I think the Nando's is safe this week. <laughs> 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 but so you never know, Rob. Bring on the bring on the chicken. But yeah, that's what, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a convincing victory uh, on Sunday against Halifax. So before we go, boys, uh, last night me and Joe did a, a Facebook live talking about our uh, Player of the Year awards and sort of the nominations. Uh, so I thought I'd just throw it out to you two as well. Do you think, you know, let's start with the, the best young players that have come through uh, this year. Uh, do you reckon, I'm thinking Josh Wood might be a, a contender, Paul? Yeah, Josh Wood. I think uh, Daniel Murray has been excellent since he's took his uh, scrum out off last, last few weeks, as we said to him. I think he's been really good, really good attitude as well. And Ryan Lannan, I think, has put in some great performances of late. Jake Bibby as well. I think you've got a few, a few Rob that you you could. I mean, newcomers. You've got Ed Chamberlain's probably only young as well, so he'd be a good shout. You know, he's probably not played enough enough games. But Josh Wood, I think. Um, you know, after we spoke to him at that friendly game at Warrington, he he was really sort of switched on when he knew he had to make an impression this season if he was going to stay at Salford and earn himself another contract. And I think he's done more than enough. I think he's really improved. He's put a bit of size on and. He's added a lot more to to his game as well. He looks, you know, he's coming towards it being a complete player now. So I think Josh Wood will take some stuff in there. Yeah, they talk about you know um, the squad, Paul having a backbone in the team. You know, Josh Wood, Jake Bibby, Daniel Murray. These are these are young kids finding a way into the game, and you know they're going to be successful and hopefully we're sold for the Devils in the future. I think uh, yeah, I, I've got to agree. I think uh, I mean I think Josh Wood has been. Bit of a revelation for me this season. He's, he's like I said earlier, he's played through injuries and, and never complained. And he's, you know, he keeps putting his hand up every week. Um, and he's a converted, you know, he, he was a halfback. He's been, you know, that's what his position is. And 
and to, to go into that role it's a little bit alien there's a lot of work to do obviously defensively uh, and I think as the season's gone on he's learned so much and he's, he's developed I mean for a young player I, I can't look past him but I've got to say the same thought like you say about Murray his limited game time he's had he, he's come on he's learned and he's, he's only young for a, for a forward I mean you know he's got Years in front of him, I think he, he'll, he'll really develop and could be a you know if hopefully we can keep hold of him, it'll, it'll be a good one for us. I think Jake Bibbe, I think he's learned so much through the year again. Playing, I think Watso said the other week that a lot of these young lads have played more than they, they normally would um, due to you know injuries and, and obviously players leaving and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and I think in the long run it'll aid them. I think at the end of the season they'll need a big holiday just to get over it. But um, yeah, throw them and I think I think Big Ben. Nakumbawai, I think he did really well. He's only young. Uh, I think he did well, in, especially early season. Uh, you know, he's only really a bit of a kid for a, for a forward. Although you look at him, you wouldn't think it. Uh, the man's a giant, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I think Wood's been been phenomenal for us. Yeah, obviously talking about some newcomers there, Ben Nakumbawai, uh, Parker, you know, Jackson Aston, uh, Ed Chamberlain, Daryl Olfurch. You know, these people have come in. And, and made a made a statement, and it's it's good to see, and it'll be interesting to see who comes up uh, winning the best newcomer. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a tough one, that isn't it? I mean we've had so many uh, in this this season, um, and I think obviously Jackson Hastings, the impact, the instant impact, but he he is a newcomer, but he shouldn't be a surprise to people, anyone who's who's watched him in the NRL or anything like that. You know that that's the kind of player he is. Chamberlain as well, just not not really played, you know. Um, and, and we struggle with a small squad, you know. We we really have, and, and the players that have had to come in have done, you know, have done really well for us. Um, and that, that's a really tough category. I mean, you'd say Hastings because, you know, in the what the three two and a half games or whatever we'd seen him in, I, he's an absolute phenomenon. But I don't know. I think like Paul said earlier, if Chamberlain had got here, you know, a little bit earlier on and got his chance. He, he could, because he, he's really impressed me. He could easily have, uh, 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 well, could easily pick up that kind of award. Yeah, Paul, it's going to be interesting. You know, obviously, you know, best newcomer, Ed James, uh, sorry, Jackson Aiton's been here, you know, nearly three, is it three games, four games now. And how can we put him in that new best newcomer category? Do we have a kind of a, a split and say you've only got to play five games, six games before we nominate him, or do we have to, do we put him in? I don't, I don't know who makes them rules up. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know really. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's about the the impact that you have. I presume. Uh, are we doing these awards for our, for our listeners? Yeah, or, our listeners. Uh, we'll put it so, out in a poll. Yeah, I, I, I think if you've got Jackson Hastings in the in the categories as like a nomination, you probably take um, take some stopping, Rob. I mean, he's just for his presence, really. I mean, you know, he's, he's on the on the field presence. He's he's been excellent, but off the field as well. He, the supporters and seem to have really taken to him, and he seems to have. Taken to the club as well. I've seen. I don't really do a lot of Twitter and that, but I saw something on before of him doing a video promoting. I think it was a lead Rhinos game. He really seems to have took the club to his heart, which is which is great to see. Really, is um, when he came over, I was a bit sort of sceptical. I'd heard bits and pieces about what he'd been up to in, in Australia, but I'm one of them people. Me, I don't like to judge somebody until I've actually seen him or, or met him, and um, I'm not a prejudge judgmental person so I'm glad I gave him a, gave him the chance and he's impressed me since he's come his character as well the way he is with, with the media and, and the way he's when the, the people on Sky have interviewed him and things like that so uh, 
he seems a really good guy and he's one of them now I'd be delighted to, to keep hold of him now because I'm sure a lot of clubs are, are sniffing around him because if you look down up and down the Super League now the 11 other teams that are in the league Jackson Aces is probably walking to, to most sides so um, so yeah I think I think you've got him as one of your best newcomers you've got to have him in the nominations Rob definitely yeah uh, to me Paul it doesn't really matter what he did before he wore a red shirt he's wearing a red shirt now so I kind of only go off what I see in a red shirt rather than what he did previously so the last Sort of three games has been unbelievable, so long may, long may that continue. Definitely, oh. Robin. When you think when you think about it, there's what how many games have we got left? We've got five games left, so yeah. he's got another five games to, to make it make an impact. So uh, I'm sure you're going to see a lot more of him in these games that are remaining. Yeah. Also, another newcomer we haven't talked about, Daryl Olford Parker. Um, you know, showed a bit, showed a lot of class. I thought very quick, always wins collision. You know, he's, he's shown he can step up to Super League for me. I think I think he's another one with game time that's developed. I thought early on in the season, I think he was very. Uh, he looked a little bit out of his depth, uh, you know, rabbit in headlights. Um, but the last, you know, the last sort of couple of months, really, he's learnt a lot. And I thought the, the game at Hull KR was a real sort of awakening for him. Uh, the, the, obviously, the game we won, not not the the league game, which was uh, horrific. Um, he. He seemed to have more confidence under the high ball. He was, you know, happy to take the ball. He, he's definitely got the attributes to be a rugby league player. Uh, I heard you saying last night about being a bit like, you know, uh, Caton Brown, that sort of thing. And obviously, Caton Brown came into the game late, but he, he was younger. Um, if he gets enough game time uh, going forward, he, he could develop. He needs time at this level. Uh, I, I think he would have only played a handful of games had Vatavai and, you know, other players stayed and we'd have had a full squad. Um, so, yeah, he, he has he has done things. I thought early on, though, I think he, he really struggled a little bit. Um, maybe after that, you know, when the team's losing, your confidence is down. It's not the best pl- best place to be. Stuck out on the wing, you know, where you get targeted. Um, but, yeah, the last the last few weeks, he really, really impressed me. And now, you know, you can see that, that you know, Greg Johnson's not, not going to get in the team. Um, the, the two young lads on the wing must be doing something, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that, Parker. It shows, like you say, he's developed as the season's gone on, and that's what Ian Watson probably had his eye on as, as, as you know, when he decided to sign him. That you know he'll get better and better, and then two years down the line, he could be a, you know, a super, you know, a super super league player. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he, he could be. I mean, the, the only the only thing that's against him a little bit is his age. He's not as young as we we may think he is, just because of his lack of experience. Uh, I, I certainly think he's going to develop and, and you know and get better and. As part of a squad, you, you need players like that because he, he seems fairly versatile as well. I think we've seen him at fullback this year. I think he played centre for, for Newcastle while he was there and, and obviously he's played on the wing for us. Um, players like that, you know, as, as the season goes on and as we've seen this year with injuries, we haven't had that kind of cover. And to come in, you know, and I, I don't know, I mean, the off-season might be even better for him. He'll come back stronger and fitter. And, uh, and you know, I hope he can develop. Like you say, he seems to have all the attributes. He's got pace. Uh, he's, you know, he's a big enough lad. Um, so, yeah, who, who knows what could happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, and finally, the big one, the player of the year, the world, uh, Paul. Um, got some good nominations there, I think. There's a few good players um, in the squad this year. Yeah, we've just been mentioning once, I haven't we, that seemed to walk the man of the match against Witness, Robert Louis. I think he, he might take a bit of stopping for, for, for player of the year. Nile levels as well. For me, I think he's 
I think your player of the year has got to go to someone who's been consistent over the, like the 23 rounds and in, in the playoffs as well. So, I mean, Robert's been pretty good this season, hasn't he? And Evels as well. I think that'd be an hard one for me, though. And I'd just like to mention a couple of the forgotten men. You know, George Griffin, Logan Tompkins, Greg Johnson, guys who, who've been out injured, Luke Burgess as well. So, um, I hope those four lads can can return from, from injuries and and find their way back into the side before the end of the year because uh, you know, especially Logan he, he was doing really well and puts a lot of graft in doesn't he he's a lot of hard work and we seem to have um, since Joey Lucic's coming we, we, we forgot about poor Logan so uh, so yeah I think the, the player of the year I think that's going to be a really difficult one to choose Rob uh, I, I mean, if you had to ask me now and say who, who's yours I'd probably be uh, be stuttering and going oh, I'm not too sure really to, to be honest with you because there's, there's quite a lot of lads you could name yeah, it's quite a few parts here for me. Junior Sow, another one. He's always a fan's favourite. Always puts in big performances. Yeah, I mean, for me, my, my view is, is clear on, on this, this season's player of the season. Um, I mean, the guy, while he's been with us, he's never let us down, um, is, is Rob Lewis. I mean, this season, he's been expected to play a role that's not, not Rob Lewis-esque. You know, he's, been, he's had to control, he's had to do kicking. And, and as we mentioned before, you know, since Hastings is going, he's, he's back. He's, he's being let loose, and he is—he'll he, destroy teams. And but he's never moaned. He never gets injured. You know, he's just done his job. And as I say, he's been mature enough to just say, right, okay, well, as the senior halfback here, that's that's my role. So for, for the actual award, I mean, he, he's up there. Uh, you, you mentioned Sal, and again, we go into the experience. I mean, Flanagan and and, and uh, Tyrone McCarthy, two players who. For me, I've been massively underrated, and they're the kind of players that you only really notice when they're not there. Yeah, the hold that they leave, the work that they get through. I mean, Flanagan, while he's been with us, has been, you know, an absolute superstar. And you know, I know this. Certain teams are sniffing now, and and I just hope he he can stay. But uh, I think Tyrone McArthur, ever since we got him, he's got better and better, and his work rate is unbelievable. Uh, Josh Jones this year. While he's played, you know, he has had, he's had a lot of injuries. He, I mean, I don't know, people stop him. You know, they, they just seem to bounce off him. He's like, you know, pinball with him. Uh, and another player who, who, since coming back from, from injury, has been, been great for me is Lee Mossert, mm. the platform he's given us. Uh, and and Lamataza up front, you know, the hits he puts in, sometimes not always uh, fully legal, but, you know, <laughs> he, he, he certainly can be a game changer with them kind of things. Um, and going forward, you know, and he, again, these lads have played a lot of minutes this season through having a small squad, through injuries. And I dare say many of them have played with injuries and injections. But uh, uh, for me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly in the, in the Rob Lewis camp. Yeah, you stole me thunder there with Tyrone McCarthy and Josh Jones. Hidden heroes, Mark Flanagan as well. You know, every week, putting, putting 100%, 100% graft every week. And, you know, good teams are built around players like that. Paul, and, and, that, and that's and that's important. We need players like that to take us to the next level. Yeah, you certainly do. What all calls in the glue, doesn't it? Mark Flanagan, how many times have we, we we said that? And yeah, every side needs players like that, don't they? Every every side that's won won things in the past have always had those players that, that do the dirty work. And you don't often people don't often talk about that, do they? But you've got to have your tackling machines, haven't you? And you guys who are going to run the blood to water. And we've got a few there, as Parky says, that you know. McCarthy and, and Flanagan, two quite similar players, and 
I've heard, you know, bits and bobs floating about on Twitter about people being interested in Mark Flanning and he'd be a massive loss if we were to lose him and, and you know, I can understand teams being after him because, you know, players like that, they're not ten a penny, are they? There's not loads of those, those are knocking about, is there? So if you've got a couple of them in your side, you're not going to go far wrong. So uh, Mark Flanagan will definitely be a guy that's up there in the top five for 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 a player of the year, I won't be surprised if he, if he nicked it. You know, he'd, he'd get my probably get my votes uh, amongst others. I, I'm still undecided yet. You've put me on the spot asking me that tonight, but I think it's going to be very exciting who, who gets it. But Robert Louis as well, as well as I'm sure he'll be there thereabouts. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll put a, the poll up in the next sort of ten days, maybe two weeks, and run it for a week, and then announce the winner on the final. Uh, well, podcast of the week, a podcast of the season, maybe, and then we'll hopefully get a trophy to the player. Paul. Yeah, did we get the trophy back off Big Ben? Uh, no, we didn't. I have to get a new one. Yeah, right. it, to be honest, drive to the LOL Joel and get it off. <laughs> so, to be honest, though, it, it's a bit might be a curse. I don't want to sort of like sway anyone's sort of judgment on who should be player of the year. But every player of the year that we, that's been picked has left the following season. Part, can I can I just. Uh, Interject there. I think it'd be a bit harsh going to to Warrington taking a trophy off him at the moment. Let <laughs> him uh, get over the heartbreak of the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he always leaves the following year, so that might be that might influence a few people that you think I, w- I want him to stay. So I'm not going to vote for him just so he stays. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Another great show. Parky enjoyed this one. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, after a, a hiccup a couple of weeks ago when I, I couldn't join you, uh, I'm absolutely delighted and uh, I always enjoy chatting to you both and uh, I just hope everybody else uh, enjoys listening. Yeah, and Paul, we're looking forward to going to Halifax and supporting the boys and hopefully making it three from three. Yeah, really excited for, for Sunday, Rob. Can't wait for uh, for the match. It'll soon be here now. So uh, what day are we on now? Wednesday. Squad will be out in a couple of days, won't it? So uh, so yeah, the sooner it comes, the better, mate. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parker. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITV SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. 24 hours a day. Radio Contact.